Hey everybody, before we dive into this week's episode, we wanted to let you in on a secret announcement. On Wednesday, October 12th, our weekly show, X with Q, will become the Just Lead podcast. Listen, we believe that the way forward in a rapidly changing culture and through life's most challenging situations is to simply do what leaders do, just lead. That's right, just lead. It's that simple, but it's not easy. And one thing's for sure, you're not alone in it. We're in the trenches with you, and we want to challenge you to take action and make choices that truly move the needle in your life, family, and organization. So we're excited about this fresh take on the podcast with an all-new format, dynamic conversations, special guests, and of course, the same Brooklyn approach to leadership that you've grown to love with Pastor Mark Q. So no need to search on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. The Just Lead podcast will be right here waiting for you in this feed. And in the coming weeks, we'll be moving our 100 plus episode archive of X with Q leadership content over to a different feed. So we'll give you more information about that when it becomes available. If you haven't already, make sure to tap that subscribe button and turn on your notifications so you'll be ready for release day on October 12th. Thanks for listening and taking the ride with us this far. You are why we do what we do. Okay, y'all ready? Let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, listen, many leaders and pastors, it's so easy in today's world to grow discontent. Maybe because your organization isn't growing at the pace that you want. Why do you think that there's that discontentment and what should we do if our organization isn't growing as fast as we want it to? Yeah, I, I think we've heard it a thousand times and, and it is true. And I hate that we've heard it a thousand times because it almost feels like it's lessened, you know, the blow or the truth of it. But the reality is, is we have to stop looking over the fence at what everybody else has. Mm. So it, it's, it's really difficult when you've when you're comparing yourself to yourself you know what I mean? Or you're comparing you, what you have and what you're doing or what God's given you or your, the gifts and talents you have to somebody else. You're not mm. supposed to do that according to scripture. We're not wired to do that. Right. And I think just, and we know this because of the influx of social media and we get to watch everybody's, you know, fantasy life th- that they post and everything that, that I think that we spend too much time looking there as a comparison instead of looking there going, wow, God is good everywhere. Mm. See, I think that's the problem. We don't, there's nothing wrong with looking. There's nothing wrong with celebrating with another organization or another church. But the problem is, are you celebrating or are you recognizing, therefore comparing it to yourself and now you feel less than? Mm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, of course, look, you're supposed to rejoice, you're supposed to carry each other's burdens and rejoice with one another, scripture says. Mm-hmm. But we, we do that. But then what we also do is go, well, um, why, why don't I have that? Wow. That's the problem. Yeah. So we should stop there, but we don't. Well, why, why, isn't, why isn't my organization look like that? Why don't I have that many people? Why don't I have a sound system like that? Why don't I not? I don't know. Let, let's talk about that. Why? But whatever you do, it creates this level. Like, look, everybody's discontent at something. I mm. got up this morning, got dressed, looked at my body and went, my gosh, how much weight have I gained? <laughs> so if you look at that, so I'm, I, I, could, you, I could argue I'm a little discontent with the way I look right now. But if used properly, discontentment can create a drive to become healthier. Discontentment okay. can create an appetite, not to eat, by the way, but an appetite to go, you know what? I am. I'm tired of this, so I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Does that make sense? You right. I mean? So how do you keep that discontentment from being something that's unhealthy? Because I think a lot of what you were 
talking about of, you know, the comparison trap and all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes it can, it can almost feel like that, that leaders need that affirmation and they need that growth or that yeah, yeah. sense of accomplishment to fuel them yeah. moving forward. And, and then maybe that's why they're discontent. Like I'm stuck at this growth barrier or they, they find themselves maybe making poor decisions to just manufacture growth right, because right. maybe at their core level, they, they need something. Yeah. The problem is, is I, I think again, especially when you talk about the Bible, when you talk about scripture, it never defies or pushes away an emotion. It drives you deeper to, for you to realize where that emotion comes from. So it doesn't disengage it. It engages emotion more. And if, if an appetite to be accepted more or needed more or whatever is happening, great. That there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's why is it there? Ask yourself, why, why do I need that affirmation? Why do I need the hearts? Why do I need the thumbs up? Why do I need my church to be big? Why do I need my organization to be more influential? Mm. That's actually the healthier question. Mm. So we're not, I don't think we're diving deep enough. And, 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 and if you're talking about the believer and follower of Christ, it, 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 the scriptures say that the Lord, your relationship with the Lord will supply all your needs according to his riches, mm-hmm. according to his plan, according to who he is. Mm-hmm. But again, we wind up, wind up in a good way, but it gets so dysfunctional. We wind up looking for something horizontally that we're actually meant to be fulfilled vertically in our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So is growth based on what we do or what God does? It's, it's all based on what God does. If you're, if you're, especially if you're talking about a church, it's very clear in scripture that it's God who brings the growth. Our job is to steward what he's given us. Are there healthy things that we can do to maybe be more influential in the community? Absolutely. Are there healthy things and practices uh, and protocols that we can do to be healthier with our organizations and our staff relationships? Right. But the minute that we begin to think, oh, I've got two plus two is four and I should have 500 people here. What that does is it pulls it out of the spiritual, brings it into the natural. Now, who's the power? Who has the power to grow things? Mm. I have an inaccurate sense of my abilities. So, if I had a formula and all I had to do was calculate the formula to grow a church, explain to me exactly where God would fit. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what happens. It doesn't mean that we don't have healthy practices. It doesn't mean that we can't be wise, wise like Scripture tells us. But let's be clear. It is God who brings the growth. Mm. And so steward what he's already brought you, but then also look to the left and right. Look over the fence. Mm. What healthy practices is that church doing or organization doing that I can adapt and bring into the world of my influence and maybe implement those? And, And maybe God willing, it'll grow. Right. So it's not that growth strategies are wrong. I just want to know what happens to us when they don't grow. What happens to our organizations and our churches when they don't grow? What happens to our demeanor? What happens to our disposition, our faith, our confidence? So, so because it's, it's clear not every church is the same size. And there are reasons why, and there are some very practical reasons why, because we're not leading healthy, because we're not implementing the right things at the right time. But then there's also... Perhaps God 
only wants your church a certain size. Size does not mean influence. Size is a number. You can be incredibly influential and be the smallest church in your city. Mm. So I want everything to grow. We love it. Of course, growth, when done in a healthy way, can can equate to influence. And we want to influence as much as we can for the kingdom. I get it. I just want to know what happens to you as the leader when it doesn't happen. Right. And especially in the time frame you want it to. For sure. So, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, But you hear all the time, you know, healthy things grow. Isn't yeah. that true? Yeah, I mean, of course. But, I mean, cancer grows. Okay. I mean, I mean cancer grows and that's unhealthy. So, I mean, so I get my, it. My Florida grass, it, it's got some weeds in it, too. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> grows. T- yeah, you're talking about something weedy growing. <laughs> and, and this is what I've also noticed, too. If you leave something alone and by itself, we think nothing's happening, but there's something happening underneath okay. before you know it. So, so bad things are growing even when we don't see them. Go there. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? I mean, you leave. This is what happened like a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's so humid here in Florida. Dear Lord, save us. But the idea is I, I left these these pots and that's what I do. And I know it's not very manly, but I, but gardening. OK, just so we're clear, it relaxes me. All right. So I have these <laughs> huge pots in the front of my front of my my door and they, they were left on. I'm like, I'll just leave them right now. They look better right now. Empty. Three weeks later. I hadn't been to the front door. I come in through the back door. Three weeks later, I look at those pods. There is stuff growing in there that, I mean, I'm telling you, they're going to do ecological studies on. (laughs) And and what I've noticed, I know it seems trite, but what I noticed is you think leaving something alone is fine, but it's not. There's something growing all the time. And if you're not deliberate, being deliberate dictates what grows. Wow. Because something, it, things are growing all the time. Yeah. So if you're not deliberate to grow the right things, you just might, something just might grow up in yourself or your house or your organization that you, before you know it, whoa, what is that? So, so how do you know the difference between healthy and unhealthy growth? Here's, here's the idea. What is it producing? What is it producing? And it better line up with your organizational values and it better line up with scripture. So if you want to know something, because something, everything's growing. Everything's growing. So, so, so you want to decide, well, what's growing? Is it a fruit of the spirit? Is it, a, is, is it things described as the Lord and what it looks like to be a believer and follower? Mm. And, and is it in the values that you're called to in your organization? So you're constantly, I've said this to the staff before, you know, the, the Bible says no man knows another man's heart. Right. But I am a fruit inspector. <laughs> I mean, we will inspect the fruit. I mean, you know, we will look, what is that producing, whether it's a program, whether it's a staff member, whether it's the organization of whole, what are we producing? Because look, we're very resourceful people, you know, as individuals and as organizations. So you have to be deliberate. Don't leave that empty planter in the front of your door because I'm telling you something's growing and, and, and it's been growing for a long time. It just showed its head or, or broke the soil. <laughs> a month ago, but it's been growing for three months. There's an old Jewish proverb that says, you know, um, uh, there's a farmer and, and he's with his son and he's standing on a hill and he's watching, you know, um, uh, the sheep go by and there's a shepherd and he's like, hey, dad, why, why is that shepherd beating the sheep, you know, leading the sheep? And he's like, son, that's not the shepherd. That's the butcher. And so I think we have to remember in that old Jewish folk law, folk tale, is this, are, who are we driven by? Are we driven by us? Are we driven maybe by our spiritual enemy? Are we driven by, or is it, is it time to saddle up your horses and let's go because it's driven by the spirit and the way the wind is blowing and the way the spirit's going? 
So you're constantly monitoring that as a, as a healthy leader, whether it's in individuals or organizations. Yeah. So should we just toss out all growth strategies? I mean, how, how do we know yeah. if a voice can be trusted? That, that's, that's the problem, right? There's an old saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Of course not. Of course not th- throw out growth strategies. Just apply them and see how they translate to where you are. You're the territory God has given you or your organization of influence, you know, and, and how do you apply them? I think a lot of times, too, we have to we have to make sure we're putting our trust in the right voice. Like, for example, my pastor at Church of the Highlands, I mean, it's constantly monitoring equally metrics as well as health. I think that's the way to go. It's If you lean either way, you get very inbred health. We're just the most spiritual and we're doing everything right. (laughs) Or it's so numeric that you're driven more by numbers and your success is measured by numbers instead of measured by are you doing what God's called you to do. Mm -hmm. So it's such a healthy balance. I always trust things after I've inspected the fruit. What fruit has it produced? What other leaders have they produced? What other things has that organization produced? And look at the fruit, and that's how you evaluate. Do I bring this close or keep a little distance? That's that's really your measurement. But again, the deeper is what happens when they don't produce the expected results you thought. What happens to you and your organization, you as an individual and you as an organization? So, of course, embrace it. Yeah. But but just remember, just remember, it's not a secret sauce. Not two plus two is four. Not everywhere. There are healthy things we can apply. Mm-hmm. Just be careful with your expectation level. Because right. here's the thing. Healthiness grows, too. And a lot of times, healthiness grows in, in opposition to numeric growth, you know? Yeah. God bringing the growth. It's, it's this concept of almost being, you know, good with your portion it has a lot to do with, you know, leadership capacity. And I mean, what do you, I mean, it, when you think about that concept of being good with your portion, I mean, couldn't that be mistaken for complacency? How do you avoid falling on the other side of the rails? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I think we always have to ask what, why someone would interpret something a certain way that I intend for it to be done another way. You, how I fight complacency because I've said to our staff before, I've said to other organizations, my pastor really taught me this. You have to be good with your portion. That doesn't mean you're complacent. It just means, and this is how you know you're at a, you're not being complacent, because you're always looking to move the story or the kingdom of God or the influence for God. You're always looking to increase that. The question becomes, when it doesn't happen, yeah, for whatever reason, what does it do to you? Mm. What does it do to you? So, so when you that, hit like a lid or a well, wall? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like you, you yeah. hit a lid, you hit a wall, or you've done these things that you've seen someone else do. They were successful over that right. on that side of the fence. You've adapted them to you, but it didn't produce what you what it produced over there. Right. Cool. Now what? what now, now, now what's that done to you? What's it done to your confidence level in your relationship with the Lord? What's it done in your confidence level to lead? What's it done in your confidence uh, confidence level to hear from God? What has it done? Maybe, maybe it's just not time yet. Yeah. Maybe it's just not, you know, maybe for right now, this is the size or level of influence that we're supposed to be. I think that's the deeper thing. Complacency only sets in when your satisfaction level and your complacency level are the same. I'm never satisfied. I mean, we have, if we have 200 people on a, on a weekend, I love it. I rejoice. That's, that's incredible. I love it. But I'm always asking, how can we didn't have 300? How can we be more influential? Not for the crowd's sake, for the influence sake. Yeah. So, so how can we do that. But if it doesn't happen, I'm still good. I'm still good. 
I'm, I still know who I am. I still know God loves me. I still know he's on the throne. I still know he's influencing me. I still know we are going to be the most powerful 200 people that you can ever imagine. I mean, it took 12, right? Yeah. And even Jesus lost one. Yeah. So help me out. I mean, 200, yeah. we're going to be the most powerful 200 you could ever get. So how do we just in 30 seconds, how do we raise the lid, you know, to, to really lead up to our potential? Yeah. I, I think part of it is, is, is this, I mean, this is what I had to realize a, a, a while ago. And by the way, I'm going to save everybody thousands of dollars in counseling right now. Look, I had to realize that my value was in who created me, not in what I create. I had to realize that. I had to realize that my value comes from who created me, not in what I create. I mean, the deepest sense of accomplishment uh, is rooted in my value, not in my, not in my purpose. Uh, you can only bear a lot of times, Brad, you can only bear the weight of purpose in a healthy way if you understand your value. See, most people who are driven by accomplishment are operating really out of like some kind of comparison issue or a wound. So the whole idea is, you know, I got to be noticed. I got to be recognized. Might not necessarily be bad if you have a kingdom purpose. But this is what I've noticed in people and definitely myself. When I realize and understand my value comes from who created me and not what I created, I'm telling you, accomplishment is easier and easier to fulfill. That's so good. Thank you so much, Pastor Q. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening to X with Q. For more leadership content, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.